0: You're tuned in to the Tokyo Living Podcast, where we help you live a healthy and enjoyable life in one of the most amazing cities in the world. Dee Green and Tracy Taylor are the founders of 37 Frames. On this episode, Sam chats to Dee and Tracy about how they've been able to capture how people live, love, and celebrate in every corner of the globe through their amazing photography. Tokyo Living is proudly brought to you by Club 360, changing lives through health and fitness.
1: Welcome back to the Tokyo Living podcast, uh, where today we are celebrating our 50th uh, episode. Um, when I started, I, I didn't uh, think that I uh, would ever get this far and I uh, just started off as a, a little fun thing to do. Um, but uh, it's it sort of developed into a bit of a, a passion project and uh, I've had a, a fantastic time uh, speaking to some really interesting guests over the last year. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's been something that uh, I've, I've really enjoyed doing. Um, I'd like to thank all the guests that have come on and, and shared their, their experiences and, and their knowledge. Um, and even more so, I'd like to thank the, the listeners and the viewers that have sort of tuned into this every week. Um, so for our 50th episode, I've got uh, two very special guests, um, two of my very uh, favourite people in Tokyo, uh, 37 Frames, D Green and Tracy Taylor. Ladies, welcome to the show. Yay! happy 50th <laughs> thank you now i usually start by getting the the guests to introduce themselves to our uh, listeners that might not be familiar with them um if there are listeners out there that aren't familiar with you then uh, i'd probably first of all recommend that they see their doctor to get checked for vitamin d deficiency and, and possible malnutrition for um being stuck under the rock that they've obviously been in for the last 10 years but um uh there may be some of those out there. So uh ladies, t- tell us all um h- how did this sort of whole uh, story start for you guys?
2: Um I don't even know where to start and I'm just wondering if it's too early for cocktails, but probably not because that all oh, tends to help. Um once upon a time we came to Japan. Rolling Long Garden. So, D Tracy uh, 37 frames and Okay, for anyone that doesn't know, we're we're in the world of weddings, so just a <laughs> You know, the world of celebrations, high stress events, um, love. Yep, but uh, but yes, it's we've been hitched something twenty uh, something years <laughs> now, and uh, it didn't start completely in weddings but uh, we started with a a photography company and we were just doing some um, family photos and that grew into worldwide events and here we are we've been here the whole time ever since Um, it was originally from Australia I think like many people's stories it was meant to be one year and now it's been 20 something years and uh, Japan was always just such a great base for us sort of once we uh, moved into photography and to destination weddings, especially um, Japan, was a good base because we were traveling so much of the year. So I think we're out of practice with. My <laughs> <daughter>.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the time. It's like uh, I get patients that come in and it's like, oh yeah, my my knee's hurting, and uh, three years ago I fell over, and then yesterday <laughs> I've. Uh, uh, just fair. just going back to the further side. So how did you guys meet? Um, did you were you both in photography? when you met and, uh, and what were you doing in Australia um, prior to coming out here?
2: Perfect. Okay. So we actually met at Unity of all things, um, theatre, production, all of those things. My background originally was in journalism. Trace was always kind of been um, a fine art film photography. She's a landscape photographer. So um, did a few other little things up to Unity, brought Cup to Japan, do all that kind of stuff, it was only going to be... Well, I think the reason that we came to Japan, though, back in the Late nineties, <laughs> I think, was uh, y- you know Japan was at the end of its trouble um, We, like Dee said, we were doing journalism and landscape. There were no, there was no digital uh, cameras at this time, and we were doing a lot of work for magazines where we were. Dee was writing stories for uh, airline magazines, and I was doing the photography. And uh, basing ourselves in Asia, we were getting work pr- practically all over the world because Australia was just that one step further for so people to hire us and extra plane tickets and, and, mm-hmm. but being based here, we were getting a lot of work. Um, and, uh, so of course, that's why we came to Japan. We based ourselves here. It was great. How it all developed though, was the world went digital. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, and that changed us enormously. And it like, it's just, it kind of broke me a little bit because suddenly I didn't have a role or a job or, or anything. And, uh, is did you want to say something? You am ready to jump in. And, um, <clears throat> so once everything went digital, I, uh, yeah, the, the world changed. Uh, people didn't need photographers. They were giving cameras to the journalists. You go and with your little digital camera, you go and do what you need to do. Um, newspapers were cutting out all over the world they were cutting out photographers left and right people were losing their jobs I was getting really really sad that I had studied fine art and you know what 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 was I going to do I thought I'd sound right away the world and I kept saying digital photography was going to be a fad. I I was certain of it um little known fact we Actually bought our first digital camera here in Japan, and it was one of those big. I think it was an adult, like an adult or a rip. And it, uh, we were so excited, you know, because we saw someone with this camera, and like you could take a photo, and then turn the camera over and see the photo on the back, and you could do that eight times. <laughs> so done we ran out the very next day. We bought one of those, and we also bought twenty-four. We didn't even have a laptop, no computer. I. <laughs> we didn't know how we were going to get. off. We've still got it. I think it would be such a treasure. So. Uh, so, kind of, that's how things
1: started, but then we probably moved into the weddings. Oh, go ahead, it. Well, yeah, uh, just uh, so, uh, when do you think that all occurred? I mean, uh, obviously it didn't happen on one specific day, but in oh. what area are you talking about when, um, I guess, print media started to, to move out of fashion? And then when you say, I found it really interesting, uh, Trace, that you said um, photographers weren't being required to the same degree and they were giving um, cameras to journalists. Is that? Because with digital media, like the, the actual quality of photography wasn't seen as being as important or, or how did that whole sort of evolution happen?
2: Yes, I think, um, uh, well, it's actually a really detailed situation that happened. But it, I mean, it was, around, it was around the year 2000 that digital also started happening by the year 2003 uh, most magazines and newspapers and everything had then gone to completely digital. When it first started, um, magazine covers still needed film. They weren't accepted. I mean, digital wasn't the quality uh, for a magazine cover, but, by, but you know, it didn't take very long. I mean, every new camera that came out was better, you know, more pixels, better quality. So did you hear so, No, 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 I, I agree. Yeah. So I I I I, yeah. Sorry, I, I was getting by <laughs> um so by the year two yeah so it was 2000 to 2003 that um by 2003 we were it was completely and digital what was the second part of your question to that sam sorry
1: um oh gosh you're testing me now um it was uh i can't remember
2: <laughs> I, well i oh, oh the newspapers the magazines yeah they started to streamline and downsize because they realized that they could cut costs uh, and it yeah. wasn't that I think that they um I don't think it was as much as they didn't see it as an art form or anything like that I think it was just a cost-cutting exercise and in some way there was a the misconception that digital was easier than film and it was to a certain extent. He took the photo, he uploaded it. There was no, you know, intermediary of labs and all of that. But on the other hand, as you know, we've found out since it's taken a while to evolve. (laughs) You know, there is still a skill involved. But we've seen the way photography has from Digital. The whole world now loves it. We've got our Instagram, our filters. Everybody carries a camera in their pocket on their phones. Like It's just evolved into something that we could never have imagined. And it's wonderful for us because people love sharing their stories. And that's, you know, I I think that looking over the last 20 years at what's happened, our industry has, um, I mean, we could go on for hours and hours and
1: hours. (laughs) But I mean, even like like compared to two or three years ago, I can imagine that... The way that uh, the digital world is influencing um, what you guys do is is happening so much quicker than in I guess most in industries. How do you keep up, and how do you keep um, sort of leveraging your amazing skills to to stay ahead of uh, of the pack? That's
2: a good question. It really is about evolving and moving forward and keeping up on it. Trace does that a little bit more than me when it sort of comes to the way we, we've broken down the business. But absolutely, I mean, even now in terms of production and editing, like there's AI, there's all sorts yeah. of things come in and, and sort of take that off our plate as well. Still not um, as personal as if you do it yourself. You know, being in the lab and all of those things is so wonderful. But it is an evolution. And if you don't embrace that, you may get left behind or you might find a niche for yourself. So Mm. it really is about evolving. And I think that's kind of been part of our Japan story. Maybe a a part of many people who find themselves in Japan extended time, you do have to evolve. And Japan is so interesting because it's a country that does move so fast. But then I'm also dealing with people that I need to fax.
1: Yeah, exactly. Dichotomy. Do you know what
2: I mean? It's, it's really that dichotomy. Japan was like one of the first countries that had that brought us everything digital. So it was kind of an exciting time to be here. Confusing, exciting. Uh, we did see, I think a lot of our colleagues maybe a little bit less time because some of the other people have adapted, um, especially in weddings now, there's a real... Uh, kind of niche towards hybrid uh you know some artists actually still use film on the day a lot of people obviously use digital some use both. so it's kind of really interesting to see how people have run with that but certainly like the major shift that we've seen in our lives in you know 20 years here in japan just in our little world has been fascinating and we always talk like where we'll be in five years ten years i think it was um I'm not quite sure it'd be a year, but in one year the world took more photos in that one year than the entire of his history. history the previous history.
1: Of- oh really? Oh no. Um, wow. yeah. Yeah. Oh it's
2: yeah. yeah, it's just absolutely fascinating when yes. you get into the history of photography and the, where we've come from and
1: evolved. So, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, it's been really it's an amazing journey in many aspects. But I think Trace sort of hit the nail on the head, like as soon as we hit Japan, everything went digital, you know?
0: Yeah. Club 360 is Tokyo's premier health, fitness and rehabilitation centre, offering physiotherapy, personal training, group fitness classes, boxing, sports massage, pilates and nutrition consultations. With two full-time locations in Mota Azubu and Higashi Azubu, as well as satellite physiotherapy practices in Koen, and Yokohama, Club 360 boasts a team of high-level practitioners from all over the world ready to take care of all your injury and fitness needs and guide you on a path towards a healthy and happier life. Come visit us at club360.jp or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok.
1: And so then at at that point you were sort of working as contractors for, um, uh, like you said, airlines and magazines and things like that. And then did you just sort of gradually start to do more of your own stuff and then build business yes. from there or?
2: Uh, Trace was, uh, um, before we sort of moved to the weddings, Trace was very intimate Um, and I suppose <laughs> people who know us realize this such a lovely people person. I, I, I come across perhaps not as personable. I, I feel very warm and fuzzy on the inside, but it, it doesn't always translate. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was always very happy behind the, behind the camera and being Dee's um, journalism background meant that she was a people person. She always wanted to be out there and um, finding what made people tick and getting, you know, extracting information. She just enjoyed, you know, telling people stories. So we would never really, we never had naturally gravitated towards weddings, actually, but was it for in there? In 2008, one uh, of the big worldwide organizations, WPPI, which is uh, Wedding and Portrait of Photography International, actually came to Japan for a, a conference. It was the first time they'd been here. And I thought, oh, maybe let's go to it. This is not my finest moment. Yeah, yeah, I, I had a meltdown. Yeah, oh, <laughs> never going anywhere. anywhere. It's like, no. <laughs> Her whole idea was, you know, 1970s soft po- focus, you know, snapshots. It just wasn't. I thought I just had a, a very stereotypical vision of a nineteen eighties, um, yeah, photographer just snappy things. You know, yeah, like, I know. I just I didn't have a, um, I didn't have a point of reference. But, you know, uh, coming from what I wanted, what we had been doing to, um, to the idea of doing weddings just wasn't anything that I thought I wanted to do but Dee's right she dragged me along to the conference and it was actually amazing like to actually meet here in Tokyo some of the world's top wedding photographers and to see what they do it was all so story driven it was everything trades love, like light moment landscape as well but it's photojournalism love special works fashion it was all of those things in a wedding day it certainly was a snap so you can't mess <laughs> up it, it's one one moment um one time in life where all your people off- together and time to record history. So for me, it really resonated. It took her a little while to come around to it. And then once we sort of felt that maybe something was a new bit too and certainly there was no one like us doing that here, that's when we realized the entire wedding industry in Japan is Japan ink. Like it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's right. locked down, so locked down so tight. So two big blonde <laughs> women with cameras from Australia, it was going to be a hard sell to move into that. Mm. So you do what anyone does, if they go and stay in Japan. But the one thing I love about here is um, everything can be no, dummy, 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 but you just never give up. There's always a way and you
1: mm.
2: your own way. And so like for us, that's just um, been the biggest joy. It's not been easy. Um, you know, everyone's got a carer, everyone's a photographer. We kind of moved into an industry where actually photography was quite devalued. Well, I, I think we... deal with the corporate model. A, but we try and liken it to, you know, everyone's a cook, but not everyone's a chef. Right. And, and you know, a uh, pair of scissors that doesn't make me a hairdresser. <laughs> so. And there are different... Uh, levels of quality and service you you've got your upper hotels you've got your rich carter hotels there's not just one model with one yeah. price point what every single industry has you know different genres different styles different price points different quality and that's the same and what we were running into i think was that everyone just wanted a photographer and they were just like well i really want this style and this stuff but gee the the you know, I can get a package deal down over here in Japan. and It costs me, you know, three times less. Japan had was running the package model, and uh, uh, so we were bringing um, a more boutique service. A more um, we were. Once we moved into it, once we moved into it, and and so, and it had not been done here right. previously. Yeah. No, um, certainly very corporate part of the package deal. Um, nothing sort of more important than each each other, and then we were coming from sort of a bit more of a world perspective once we moved into weddings and then we realised there were destination weddings where people we would go off and get married somewhere and create this team sort of, you know, a planet from one country. Hero maker, videographer, <clears> the <throat> whole team. That was so exciting for us, which wasn't really done yet. But like I said, there's always a way. I find, can you just need that one person to trust you And then once they trust you, you have them for life. And so we worked really hard at making this connection
1: yeah
2: it's that settlement place for us then we really realized it was kind of still went the wild west out there and to, to be relevant forward, forward, we really want at least proof to ourselves that we could keep moving forward and, and learning so we did get very wppi on a, on a world scale trace now she'll never say it but she's one of to <laughs> this this like this like, she's a triple master photographer. Yeah. That's amazing. That doesn't happen overnight. That study and, um, and working with real experts on the day. You no. these are tr- a double master, and this, But these are. But this is. I think that comes from experience yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I mean. Uh, wh- D was there talking about evolving stuff. Things evolved for us too as we started to notice what, what we were noticing. Um, this these kind of put about Japan being japan and how hard it was to break down doors, mm. you know, here in Japan and, and move into those sign, sort of corporate side of weddings. But it was 10, 12, 15 years of really, really, really hard work moving in and what, and refining our skills like if we went into one of these big hotels we had to be better than the japanese team and we mm-hmm. couldn't break the rules and we couldn't do all eyes lies on the foreigners are they going to make one step but you know that would be the excuse to move on so we had mm-hmm. to be better faster um more on time we had to finish five minutes before everybody else but all those little things to um to create that trust to be able to come back so that was that was really interesting. We did move into the corporate side, and we do have a couple of contracts for like the VIP luxury clientele, which which was really interesting. Um, and then of course, most of our work now just comes through referrals and. Clients finding us like that. We, thought, I think, what what we've moved there. What that we found that so many couples. Uh, okay, so let me just start by saying there was a destination wedding boom over the last ten or fifteen years. There's always been people that want to uh, get married in a destination event, whether it be Hawaii or you know the Australians might go to Bali or uh, you know the US has uh, Mexico. We 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 fly. We've always wanted those destination events. All the families together it's a it's a bigger celebration or a more intense celebration you know over a longer time but uh you know we started noticing some of the the millennials what <laughs> let me say as we get older our clients are all the same right. age you know so we have to keep up with, uh, with the trend yeah. or you have to put on a young team <laughs> so <Yeah. the> it <laughs> has because not been good <laughs> uh but we noticed that the the more millennial trend was happening to having destination wedding events in more exotic areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iceland became popular. Iceland, one year we were in Iceland three times, four times. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah which was amazing. It's such a soul place. Um, and then more and more people were uh, wanting, were looking at Japan, but they found that there was absolutely no information at all on how to have a wedding like in English here mm. in, in Japan there was no accessibility What's everybody- and if they were it would be the hotels um, mm. you know I think uh, uh, most of our most of, like uh, destination weddings or our people love to sort of put things together research find the location dream location find all the the things that make it special for them but that doesn't happen in Japan was very hotel based they'd get a set plan um we noticed that happening more and more and they would end up going with a hotel and maybe then find us after the- we might come in on the photography side if we were allowed in the hotel I mean because been here in Japan especially for where the way they lock it down a million billion <laughs> fees the commission here that any outspenders have to pay to the hotels is Absolutely outrageous. But if you legal work here, that's harder. Um, yeah. and, and we don't work like that. So <laughs> we've come And like, we want 50%. And I'm like, yeah, like, that's never going to happen. <laughs> so that's been interesting. Uh, but getting back to our couples, they would sort of come in, get locked into these hotel plans, maybe find us on the photography side. We'd come in and document their day. But behind the lens, we were then noticing um, lost in translation moments, you know, the venue be wanting to do this for the couple and the couple like they don't want to goal and the couple would want to be doing this and that doesn't happen in so we really realized there was such a, a little market here that we could thrive in so mm. go um I knew I still photographs that I moved out to the corner, so now handle more um, mm-hmm. of the destination wedding planning and elopement plan like think, mm-hmm. and Trace uh, handles uh, all of the the photography now we move a little bit with with it. its team with a team yeah and uh-huh. so most of the time we now work together um but we don't mind if our couples want to bring as well so that's kind of another evolution of the business which, which is, has been lovely because uh you know going back to the photography side of things d and i have been fortunate photographs all over the world and all cultures all religions all i mean we've we've had the experience of just being able to watch how people uh love and celebrate all all over the world. And that that's kind of incredible, really. Um but the one thing here of course and we 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 love Japan. We wouldn't have lived here 20 plus years if we didn't love Japan, but that's why we could laugh at its uh quirks and you know uh the intricacies yes the intricacies. <laughs> but the thing is that the, the uh, here they're very very um, they, pre- they think if people want to come here for a wedding, they must want to celebrate in a Japanese style. But people want to celebrate in their own way. Mm. And they want to be able to incorporate their own culture into a celebration with a Japanese element and a Japanese backdrop. Yep. But Japan forces them, or doesn't, you know, if, if you're buying a package at the, at the hotel, it forces them to basically celebrate in and not even the hotels, like the wedding venues, the kind shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big wedding centers, mm-hmm. really is sort of the deterrent. So. Yeah. So having the experience of being able to say, you know, we have experience with with all different cultures, and we can help, you yeah, know, facilitate. Time. Yeah, the Jewish weddings, the big the big celebrations. Actually, one the biggest wedding um, that we've ever done happened right before. The world went into lockdown. <laughs> we were escaping Oman, well, we weren't escaping <laughs> we were <laughs> for a royal wedding. Yes, it was a two-week royal wedding, mm. <laughs> the of our career, mm. and uh, we, we kind of fascinating yeah. and amazing. Yeah. And we were on a high. And Dee said, "You know, if this is the last wedding we ever do. That it's a good one to go out on." <laughs> and- <laughs> but three events over the two weeks.
1: Mm. Wow! Fast. What was the total attendance?
2: Uh, okay, so we were kind of at that time just starting. Like we actually felt from sort of January 2020, to be honest, there was this freight train, something was just barreling behind us because January 2020, we started to get our mainland Chinese clients and our phone call saying, this thing happening, this is a virus, we don't think we're going to get in. in March, April with to reschedule. We had no idea what they were talking about.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. And um, so we kind of felt this this kind of freight trade behind us and um uh, we, we seemed to be one step ahead of it until we went <laughs> then we went to uh america for um the conference the conference the wbbi conference we, we were speaking there and we got the um an email from the omani embassy saying that uh, we couldn't come in from japan while we were in america at the conference Sapporo has uh, a state of emergency, or Hokkaido had really? state of emergency, and um, and they said so. Anyone coming in from Japan would have to undergo a two week quarantine in Oman. This this was back in February twenty twenty. Yeah, and so we had to, we couldn't. We we realized we were going to have to leave and fly straight from uh, America to Oman. So we were in the middle of the conference and trying to change plan tickets, juggle clients back here. That oh, we were American French, what why are you even talking Nobody about? Nobody had heard of anything. We were, <laughs> we were at the conference uh, looking like mad. We were trying, and we were trying to say to people, "I this thing's coming, you know. So do um, you know how cheap it is to change all your plans <laughs> for the very next day? And we, to gonna- and we were <laughs> taking... Uh, um, some of our team with us as well and they were flying from Japan because they uh so we were panicking and we said you're gonna to have to stay there D and i are gonna to have to cover this big event. Your your question was how big an event was it? We were we were under the impression that was over a, a thousand okay, guests count at the time. it's the time I think it was so it ended up different but for for reason you know because of the, the pandemic coming but we didn't want to just be up. Us. We wanted to take the team but we thought with the team coming from Japan we were being told they were going to have to quarantine. D and I left from the U.S. but we didn't have our gear with us because we were at a conference. We weren't thinking that we were going to need all of our gear to yeah. hunt and shoot. And, but um, very luckily we were at a conference and our industry were amazing. We got gear overnight. Yeah. And wow. Everyone just it. people, people came to putty, have to thank we and our lighting wow. people. All it, could it. Could have yeah, everyone handed us stuff. We, we, we were able to get it all together. So Dee and I took off to New York uh, to, to get a plane from New York to Oman. Once we arrived in New York, we left on the first day that New York got their first case. And uh, we then flew to Oman and, and things started happening in New York. You know, we were watching it. Once we got to Oman, the wedding planner was from London and he, he just wouldn't uh, believe us. Yeah. <laughs> we're saying, oh, I said, like, we're going to have to spend every single minute changing all of our next lot of clients for the next six months. So uh, when we're not with you, we're going to be in our office, (laughs) hotel office. (laughs) Um, And we were listening to him also run his, you know, hotel office. And he was still planning his uh, weddings throughout the rest of 2020 for Italy and Russia and all these things. Uh, anyway, once halfway through the week happened and we realized, so when, when it all started happening, we were in Oma and we will forever be with this little group of people, these wedding yeah. professionals yeah. from London, Japan, Australia, friend, uh, uh the company from Melbourne, another company from Dubai. And these are our core people because we, 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 went through this together. We didn't, we thought we might've even been stuck in Oma at yeah. one point. I think our, the wedding finished on March 15th and then Oman pretty much shut down on the 16th.
0: Um, uh,
2: was, they stay at a bits of the wedding. But the thing was... Uh, I think, and getting back to the guest numbers. The guest numbers, yeah, by the time the actual wedding happened... It was reduced, it was increased. reduced to 800. Um,
1: but what was yeah, really just, just an intimate little wedding there?
2: 100. There were three events, uh, really interesting, um, which is why we had to bring our team. Like, obviously, the first event is the women's event. Um, the men were very separate, so boys do their thing. The you know, coming from us, we used to shrines and kimono and, you know, all these very ethereal things. Here. That was fascinating for us to kind of walk into the room everyone bailed like the perfume station at the front they had 20 police just guarding like the perfume station like it's amazing the the uh invites were a little hologram it was incredible you had to show this this hologram thing at the door to be able to get in it was it was fascinating and uh but can I just say too this is how much our team Respect us too. <laughs> I love that. Uh, we said to them, "You better stay in Japan because we can't have you in quarantine for two weeks." And they said, "No, we're at the airport and we've got extra gear, and you know, and we're going to come and risk it." And I said, "No, no, 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 no. <laughs> if you're in, you, you better just stay in Japan anyway." Our lovely Suya, one of one of the one of the team that we were talking to on the phone at the time, she said, "No, I'm on the plane now. It's just kind of. how much." Oh my gosh! While they were on the plane, Oman lifted that from Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah. They got they got the message. So when they landed, they still didn't know if they were going into quarantine or not. Yeah. Um. It was fast, and the an amazing experience for them for photographers they've never seen anything <laughs> like that before. So, but that's how we started the pandemic. Um. <laughs> and, you know we. Like I said, I've been working so hard on the planning side, and you know, to be honest, Japan is doing all our marketing for us, had the deal is coming up, well, all of those things. We were already fully booked for all 2020. Yeah, um, fabulous business model until a pandemic, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the events and tourism, I and mean, is a, a double web uh, mm, event? I mean-
1: that timing, because uh, you know that uh, we w- went back to Australia uh, for my brother's wedding it was meant to be on March twentieth, uh, and on March seventeenth, um, uh, Scott Morrison uh, brought the restrictions on mass gatherings down from five hundred to one hundred. and They had two hundred guests, oh. um, so they had to uh, cancel the wedding uh, two days before. Oh, um,
2: so we understand. Know. We actually had like a lovely couple already here in japan um, i was planning their wedding for the week after we got back they were already here and yet then then australia sort of recalled everybody but they said is d we have to go mm-hmm. so i actually still have a wedding dress here in the studio they had not given up they have <laughs> rescheduled probably seven times now and i've said please guys go on with life you know they, me. You get married and they're like no we're not giving up on this stream but i think kind of Part of the business has been while we haven't had these celebrations and events for the past two years, the work has been astronomical because, like you said, you know, mm. people have been cancelling like two days. before. the unpacking of these events, yeah. Has been, you know, so it's, it's been exhausting. So we've been unpacking, rebooking, and so so now without your care being open, so. Uh, our destination weddings have come back. The internet's slowly going back into the outside world this year. We haven't had any destination events, of course. And, and luckily, our domestic appointments have come back. So we're kind of in place enough that we can get through, that so we'll be fine. And, yeah. You know, what a teachable moment. But we were doing um, destination weddings where we would go abroad for some of these VIP weddings. We were doing that perhaps 10 to 12 times per year. So uh, that was a big shock for us to be kind of stuck in the one place. I was feeling really, and a, while the job sounds pretty exciting, it's actually a lot of pressure, you know, like traveling with all of that gear and, you know, with this idea of, of what it is. We're really on a lot of pressure. We've been flown into a reason, we have to be on. The top yeah. of our game. So part it's always things, on my mind. You know, people can go with a local photographer. Sure. So why would they pay extra to fly people yeah. in? Um, mm-hmm. So it, but part of the job was we love to travel. Like that's kind of been our life journey together too. Like mm-hmm. that's what we love to do. So being able to incorporate that into our job. Yeah, for so the last two years, been such a shock to be stuck here. And should- well, I'm sure for <laughs> for a lot of people who are used to it, but it was. Uh, so we they would come back. We would have a, a wedding in New York kind over of summer, and another one in London. So later this year. So we're uh, we're still a little nervous, you know, in terms of what does it, what, what you know, what happens now with COVID. What happens if we arrive with co- you know get COVID when the travel? Like there's so much now. Contingency. Um, contingency plans and um, if anything that the past two years have taught we need to plan b c d yeah. you know it's long gone to the days where you'd be like hey where do we go to hawaii tomorrow <laughs> and just get online and book that's not the logistics these days or, or in terms of not even just travel but you know just planning a wedding planning a destination wedding where you've got hundreds of guests who are all, all flying in so that's where we're at at the moment yeah. we still have all of the 2020 weddings, all of the 2021 weddings, and now, sadly, the 2022 weddings, they're not cancelling. They're yeah. postponing. Yeah, we're so they're pushing back, pushing right.
1: back. So just but a backlog. It's
2: yeah. a backlog. And when Japan opens, we're, we're going to have this tsunami of, of weddings just flooded into it but the, the I, I guess the thing is we're happy that no one's given up on their dream of this wedding I know a lot of it's financial a lot of them have placed a lot of money into the wedding and yeah. a lot of the venues uh, you know we've been so flexible the venues have been great but yeah we we were so hopeful sort of at the end of last year with the opening sort of early this year happened. Um, we just remain hopeful it's probably going to be fall maybe after summer and very luckily, like from a small business point of view, no one really did cancel. We mm-hmm. had a few cancellations, but everyone's rescheduled. So that's helped gets through. And but we have them. to know everything's downscaling. Yes. Because, because once, once Japan it, does open, we don't know what that's going to look like. But our 100 guest weddings, are 100 guests coming in, uh, we don't know. Probably our 800th royal wedding probably won't happen for a little while. I think everyone's downscaling a lot. So So, no, we remain hopeful. We're positive. Uh, uh, You know, it's really interesting in other parts of the world, everything's open, just Japan's still in the holy pattern. We all know things are just done. So, So, no, we're super hopeful. We've actually had to close our bookings now for for this year and next year, just until we get a handle on all of the scheduling. All wow. our lovely couple who've booked in. It's- I guess, too, one of the things that we notice is we've, we've always loved what we do because we're around family and stories and, and family. 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 <laughs> we're, we're around these people and we're celebrating this milestone and and family being together. But... These weddings that have been coming back have been so heightened emotionally because family have been kept apart for so long, yeah, for and sure. you know, like I'm not an emotional person, but I hadn't seen we well, we all hadn't seen our families for so long with uh, you know being being away and everything. So I'm I've been starting to tear up the, the vows. Are, <laughs> the vows have been more intense, and the family the the. Wanting to be together has been more intense. It has been highly emotional. I know it's all because we've all been kind of locked up and kept away from each other and everything, but but it's it's been a really incredible experience watching, uh, you know, people come back together. And um, even with the downscale, they it's become so much more meaningful or intense or emotional. A lot of our couples, even prior to the pandemic, it was a large movement to be awoke. Oh, running away to get married a little bit different uh our our younger millennials really wanted to spend in them and an amazing experience rather than teaching wedding can be quite wasteful in in a lot of elements we feed sometimes too so kind of downscaling anyway Focusing on, on really experiential, interesting things to sort of start their lives and journey together, that hasn't changed. I think that still be here for, for a few years, but we can't wait to get back to celebrating. <laughs> like we're ready to. Well, I, I guess the thing is, uh, right from the word go, right right from Bath, where we first landed in Japan and we started thirty seven frames or uh, our, I guess. It's always been about delighting our customers. So that that's the one thing that we've been trying to focus on the whole time is making sure we give our absolute best, delight the customers and have them come away, you know, having an experience rather than just what they thought they were coming into, <laughs> a wedding or a photo shoot or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think over the last two years we lost a little bit that, of that. We couldn't delight them. We were dealing with uh, incredibly sad people that are – you know, um, had to give it, <laughs> give it, move forward. They, they were fighting with venues, fighting with vendors. Our, uh, honestly, my first year was exhausting, like trying to get um, deposits back, refunds back for, for, it, your, for your clients, clients. Yeah, yeah, we, we got through it all, but it just actually made us even more client focused and yeah. uh, client driven and service driven. So now we've really got a good handle on that. Like we're, we're just. Like I said, kind of in this interestingly, weird folded pattern, uh, but yeah, we're slowly being able to divine again, that. that's, that's everything to us. So yeah, it's, it's come full circle, but I hope, you know, Dee said at the beginning of this, we're like a, a bit of a runaway train, you know, we start on one topic of, so hopefully what was I know question? what was the question, what was the?
1: <laughs> well, so I was just about, I was just thinking it's, uh, it's the last time I'm going to send through a, a run sheet of questions because. You made my job uh, you know, completely redundant because I think you've just answered uh, everything that I was going to ask. Uh, um, and sorry, I, sorry. In, in, in amazing style as, uh, yeah. as always. Are you in need of a good
0: massage? Club 360 boasts a team of experienced massage therapists specialised in sports, Swedish, deep tissue, prenatal and postpartum massage techniques and are able to tailor treatment to your specific needs. Mention Tokyo Living to receive thirty percent off your first massage for first-time users. Contact info at club360.jp for more details.
1: Um, that's, uh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, I I, I think that uh, we, uh, sort of covered everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess it's the uh, are there um, is the, the Oman wedding the most sort of lavish, lavish, crazy destination wedding that you've been to, or have there been really? some other ones that have just? Um,
2: the wildest one I'd say was our New Orleans, New Orleans wedding. That was fantastic. Small, uh, not not huge, but. And good. interestingly enough, like there's always a Tokyo connection. So we had to actually make a huge pen. A bit like you sound like we'd done the engagement session. They brought us into New Orleans. That was fabulous. Like it was so much fun. We talk about it all the time. We did and do a Hollywood wedding in a destination Hollywood wedding in Hawaii for so, a. Uh, young hollywood they're in um some of the netflix tv shows, which is really hard because we are not young hollywood and we don't know who anyone is and we also have like a, a run it. Yeah, we we were do. so um um i think people magazine or us oh yeah a sweep yeah. or something needed need photos the, the <laughs> next day so, and they gave us a list of the celebrities that they needed and of course d and i like no clue who anyone is <laughs> um we're all just a lot younger than us. So And they say, how can you not know who these people are? And well for old people. Right. We yeah, we hired an assistant, <laughs> a very young assistant to help us <laughs> to make sure we've got everyone. Uh, we we've had some fantastic celebrations. Um, um, interestingly, um, I think what works best what what's always been sort of our, our, our print probably is our, is our wonderful, amazing network. Our Tokyo network is sort of worldwide and, you know, we found sort of got one wedding that was here based in Tokyo, and then that was connected to Stanford. Then we got all the Stanford weddings. Then we had a wedding at CNN. Then we got all the CNN weddings um, in, in Atlanta, Atlanta. So it was really interesting. So he'd start in one point, little spider webs, sort of. I don't think the Atlanta wedding started in Tokyo. No, no, but, it all, but they're all connected as well. No, we ended up being back in Atlanta like three or four times afterwards. So it's been such a joy to sort of end up in these places we never thought yeah it well. but we do we love the umani uh, the celebration was one of the biggest some of the big celebrations yeah. that we've done has been phenomenal I, I love the joy and the uh the ritual and the ceremony like I, I guess if you are fascinated by what you're seeing you you are want to get in there and tell a story from this different perspective perhaps um you know we've, we've always wanted to do that and I just love joy I love photographing emotion on all levels whether it's uh you know tearing up crying grooms howling mothers I you know the human spirit and the human emotion in the story the human story is you you see it all in this one event and I I know people put it down to just being a wedding but you can see it all in one you know, situation, and there's a lot of the job that's obviously not that exciting. There's a mm-hmm. lot of things that we maybe, if one we were drawn to the job, but we love those maybe three to five minutes where we have incredible light, we have this opportunity to to create something really special that you know might mm-hmm. be like, like a family treasure that will just be in that for generations. And then we also have there's other stuff that we we have to do as part of the job, which may not. Um, then, of course, the work that comes after. I guess um, it's one thing I'd say to everybody, though, after looking, you know, after missing out on all this, but don't don't skip on your photography. Yes, <laughs> that's the one thing. It's for you. It's just for you. Yeah. The world, as much as I said how wonderful the world is, that everyone else has a phone, everyone has a phone in their you know, a, a camera in their pocket. I think that we're being bomb blasted with just um, not quality stuff. We're, yeah. you know, we're, we're seeing photos of people's food and stuff on Instagram and, you know, fuzzy, blurry stuff that they just put up because, you know, it's it's just for the sake of, of sharing. It's all they've got. And I think that there's a place for that. I do. I think that there's definitely a place for that. But at the same time, I don't think that we should forget about some of my most meaningful photos are photos of my grandparents' wedding. You know, I've got photos of my parents as kids and they're beautiful quality. And they, so I don't think that, I don't think we should think about that. We're photographing for now. Yeah. 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 We're photographing for the future. Who knows? It could be 50, 100 years in the future. And we would want to make sure photos are now here now that they're digital and online and you know, blockchains coming, so we'll be able to, you know, lock them all up properly and safely. And yeah, I, I think now that now that it's all coming, it's online forever. Um, you want to have your family story, your family history for whatever generations come. You want to have this beautifully documented and curated. Yeah, we don't want just a ma- you know this massive stuff in a million different folders you really want your family history curated beautifully for the you know coming generations and um, like obviously we are in a digital world but we still very much advocate for the tap and just with your memories putting an investment in my beautiful art pieces lovely fine art albums we really care about that and so spend a lot of that time with our um, clients mm-hmm. working on that but Sam knows all about like it. Yes, um, <laughs> many, many years ago, you got <laughs> this lovely feedback from this very young band that said, "I want to propose to my girlfriend," <laughs> so we-
1: and I want everyone to see it.
2: Everyone <laughs> to see it, and then you've been stuck with us ever since. Three gorgeous boys later, and like be part of um, that kind of family story. Mm-hmm. Our life is amazing to see where you've started celebration. When I say that our all stay the same age, I mean our wedding clients, you know. Yeah. But, right. but
1: oh, sorry, I thought you were.
2: Wait a minute, once I, that I, was, I know. Maybe we might have to rethink it that bit, but but once we have done the weddings, uh, we tend to stick with the, those families the whole way through and and watching the yeah watching them grow and and it's been the biggest joy, like the. We all always say to friends, the wedding is just the start. Yes, you know, start of the family history, and um, <laughs> the biggest joy of sort of being in this Tokyo world is being part of all those stories, and it's just amazing. And your family Sam, is just so special to us too. So yeah. you know, you've given us so much while well, while well, we've been able to sort of spend this life living and loving and celebrating. Just the joy of being that it's been amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean go ahead, go, sorry, well, I mean, for for us, um yeah i I know that the the weddings are sort of the main part of of your business, but um we've we've never well you 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 did sort of shoot our uh, our wedding after party, but for us you are you're more sort of family photographers because that's our experience of you and and yeah. um and yeah, we think you're just absolutely amazing the way. I mean, even just the way that uh, Max and Alex end up sort of playing with you guys and teasing at the end of a shoot and that interaction that you guys have with families, I think is, is just incredible. And uh, I mean, it's a whole other side, I guess, of your, your business, but um, oh, right. I mean, the, the experience that you offer families uh, in, in that domain too, is just uh, very sweet. And I think
2: that it's the people like you and your boys that have actually told me, I mean, we, we make jokes about me all the time that I don't like people. But what, what this job has taught me is that I do love people and it's the one thing that when I'm training our new photographers and even D's planning team, when we're trying to plan them, we have to teach them you actually have to care about the people that you're photographing. You have to care about not, not just care about them, it's not just a job. You, you have to really love them. You know, and that's a really interesting skill set for kind of anyone, especially since photography, like you, mm. to be able to create an experience. You have to make those um, connections. Making the connections would be really hard, especially if you've never had professional photos. You've got a camera in front of your face, so having <laughs> having people create those connections instantly. Um, uh, Loved it, we've loved it. I think, uh, we'll take Max and Alex and any when he's ready, we'll take them as our assistants any day. (laughs) As you know, many things like the last two or three years have taught us it is the importance of just maybe taking time. We often talk about it like before the pandemic, we were so busy, there was Mm -hmm. one. One year, I think we were, over three months, we were almost in a different country each month, and uh, each week, sorry. Well, that month. sounds lovely. It was absolutely exhausting. So actually having this time, we'll never have this time again, yeah. just to kind of be in the moment, be quieter, sort of seeing where we are, who we're surrounded by, and just, you know, especially when we do the, the weddings, but especially the families. Even if it's just 30 minutes, hours, hours, however long, with it. the devices are down, yeah. they're engaging with each other. It's actually a very special time in life just to, we were talking to about uh, Yeah, you were talking about device, devices being off and down and people being together. Uh, just when you said we were uh, in eight different countries in eight weeks, I just remembered you, you mentioned one of the most fascinating, crazy weddings or something. It was over that time we did the... Um, we did the head designer of Armani's wedding in Italy. Oh my God. And fashion. <laughs> like, I, we, it was just incredible. We saw this hot, like, it was just fashion walking towards us through Lecce, like, because none of the casts had come at were feathers and platforms and giant capes. And oh my God, it was incredible. And, uh, and again, talking about time, we, We've been too busy to really process all these incredible experiences we've had. And to sit back now and really have time to process, it's actually taken us, you know, I just didn't realize how life-changing a lot of these experiences were for us. We were taking them for granted. Right? We were doing everything I've said, caring about the people, loving the people, doing all of that, but we weren't really understanding how that related to us and our own story and how it was um you know evolving us as people and so this this reset time for as difficult as it's been we will forever be grateful for having this time i think it's forced us into uh you know understanding how important time is and uh yeah i i i I, We're also somewhat concerned when all of this starts again. We may need to increase our level of fitness. <laughs> <laughs> really thinking about it, a lot of We're coming to find to see if we would help us. Club
0: 360 are proud to announce the launch of our online corporate ergonomics and wellness program. This program is delivered in bite-sized chunks of one- to five-minute video clips every day for 12 weeks and covers topics such as pain, injury prevention, desk setup, productivity, all-cause mortality, as well as a guide to 20 easy-to-implement desk-based exercises to keep you active throughout the workday. We also have an optional test and certification available. Contact info at club360.jp for more details.
1: Um, I guess to, to finish up, where do you see so the business going? I mean, you've already you know, accomplished... So much uh, business wise and reputation wise, but you also um, yeah, greatly affected the lives of a lot of people. Um, is there anything that you feel like you, you, you still want to achieve with what you're doing?
2: Yeah, well, like we've just said, we've had a lot of time to kind of think about this. And we're, we've sort of been different mindsets at the moment. Uh, continue. We've just got to get through these next two years yeah, with all of this rescheduling. Mm-hmm. That's the first step. Yeah. Beyond that, we'll kind of see where we're at. I um, currently have this little bit of a lofty dream to have my own gorgeous little beach style that, that we can invite the world to. That's one idea. Traces like certainly we can retire now. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. I would love our opening yeah. to create and to learn. Oh, and you know, know, what you we know. know. Yeah, that's a they yeah. got a cherry trees, Tory gates, views of Mount Fuji. They want they want to celebrate their own way, but then with Japanese food and musicians and. and flexibility. They want flexibility. They want flexibility. to be able to party all night, not finish it, you know, it. They, yeah. <laughs> they they want all of this stuff. And, and I know that, you know, with our own venue, we could uh we can create this magic for them. So that's one plan, but it's also a lot of work. So we just but we've kind of put everything on hold. There was definitely our you know our 10 year, 15, 20 year plan as it was evolving for 37 frames. It is actually on hold at the moment. So, like DSET, we do have this floodgate of what is we have two and a half years worth to get through in ho- in one year. Yeah. We've we've looked at how colleagues overseas handled it, and some of them have us experiencing severe burnout right now from the backlog. So, we're trying to take lessons from what uh, our friends in New York have experienced, our friends in London have experienced, and. We know what's coming for us. And so for now, the the main goal is to just get through.
1: So
2: check in with us about this next year.
1: See, I was doing
2: Yeah. (laughs) And then we'll see what future plans are, but uh, it's been so good talking to you. You can yeah. tell that Dee and I have need have had this pent up, yes. you know. <laughs> we usually start travelling and talking, <laughs> we haven't done it for a while. Oh my gosh. Just no. end us the bill. I don't know what start, what happened at the beginning there. We, we just went blah, blah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, it was great. Um- I usually uh, finish up by, you know, saying if people want to get in contact with you. I can imagine that uh, if people want to get in contact with you, they probably shouldn't. Um, <laughs> it's, it's quite clear that you've got zero time on your hands for the next uh, probably half a, a, a decade. Um, but if people want to, uh, definitely, see-
2: we we will always take care of our yes. day, so Network and we actually do while we're here in Japan, still a little bit closed. We absolutely have time on the photography side, yes. so just reach out to us at Check before out. Japan opens, before Japan yes. opens, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. We could definitely go, but we also love to share if so there's anyone out interested in photography or oh, a crazy, interesting way, yeah, world yeah. of Japanese, web, that's, that's a great We are going to need to expand our team once Japan opens to be able to handle all of this. We can't do it right 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 at the very second, but when Japan opens, we're going to need more hands on deck. So if there is anybody that watches that has skills in planning or photography or videography, they can reach out as well. We we would love to support our local community. Actually, the biggest joy for me over the past two years, I've been... Um, you know, sourcing amazing new events locations. So open to that. Oh, caterers, caterers. Yeah, any anybody who um, who can be ready for the onslaught that's coming because it's coming. <laughs> the world is ready. Yeah, thank you, Sam. This is amazing. Congratulations! Congratulations
1: Thank you, thank you, and uh, and thank you for coming on uh, to celebrate with me. Uh, yes, yeah, it's uh, and obviously thank you for all that you've done for our family. Um, I think uh, after my proposal, uh, most proposals were put on hold for a little while because no it one would live up to that.
2: I, I, think, yeah. you get... yeah, I think you still will. <laughs> I think still We tell your story all the time. <laughs> your proposed story. It's what it
1: is. Just... <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and you've uh, brought in our family uh, a lot of happiness over the years and you've created uh, so many fantastic memories. So, um, so yes, thank you from uh, uh, on behalf of the Gilberts. My mum still follow- follows you on Instagram. Oh, oh this- <laughs> <laughs> she, she she loves looking at your pics all the time. So um, yes, and uh, it, once once things do uh, open up and uh, you've got some more stories to tell, we would uh, love to have you back on the show. We would
2: love it, thank you. Yeah, that we would love that. Actually, I'm sure there'll be many more stories to tell. I'm sure, <laughs> if we're still standing at the end of it. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, thanks again. And um, yes, we'll uh, look forward to seeing you again in person soon. All right. Uh, Thank you. Thank you
0: for listening to the Tokyo Living Podcast. If you enjoy the content, we'd love for you to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you'd like to enjoy your podcast. We look forward to seeing you again on the next episode. Have a healthy and active week.